Welcome to the Oklahoma Today podcast, folks. We are glad you're here. This week on the show, we're talking to two of the organizers of Oklahoma City's wildly successful Dead Center Film Festival about what we can expect from this year's in-person fest and some of our favorite Dead Center moments. But first, our question of the week, we asked you, what movie have you watched more than any other? First up, Editor-in-Chief Nathan Gunner. It goes between like three or four for me. Uh, Noises Off, which is a great film. Google it. Carol Burnett, Michael Caine, Christopher Reed, John Ritter, Nicolette Sheridan. Google that film. It's wonderful. Um, no one ever saw it, but I've seen it a hundred million times. Uh, Real Genius, which was Val Kilmer's first film. Such one of my favorite movie. movies of all time. But I think, and that those two jockey for position with what I think is now back in the first place, which is Airplane. Uh, because yeah. I watched it again this weekend because I love it and I cracked up just as hard as I did the first time I'd ever seen it. That is legitimately the funniest movie ever made. It's, it's Without, like, there's not even a close second to me. That is that is a great film. So I'm going to say Airplane. Okay. Yeah. Man, Managing editor Carly Ibarra. Uh, this was a tough one because I there are lots of movies that I have seen many times because I tend to watch the same thing over and over again. But um, probably Rocky Horror Picture Show because I watch it every Halloween without <laughs> fail. Um, and Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Oh, <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, photo editor Megan Rossman. Um, well, I before this, I tried to Google what are my favorite movies and realized that wouldn't work. But, you know, I probably the movie that I've seen the most because I watched it every single day after school for a period of time, sometimes multiple times, is The Little Mermaid. Mm. <laughs> um, also, uh, Jurassic Park, yes. the first oh, and the third, one. and maybe Schindler's List. Oh, wow. So oh. that's there's a there's an eclectic line. I'll say you. you're the only person I know. I think that's probably seen Schindler's List more than once. I mean, it's a great film. But oh, it was upsetting. I, that's one of I, that's one of my favorite movies. Wow. I've seen it many times. Schindler's List. I do love the idea though of Megan googling what are my favorite movies. <laughs> yeah, literally and Schindler's before we, List before coming we came up. on the air. Megan googled movies I like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, research editor Ben Lucian. I was gonna have a different answer, but. During the course of, of this conversation, I had an, I, I, an epiphany. I think the movie I've seen the most is uh, The Muppet Christmas Carol because I watch it like literally every year. And as a child, I watched it even like in the summer. So, oh, yeah. And you can't really beat that movie. No, it's it's a year-round. It's a year-round delight for sure. Hocus Pocus. Hocus, oh, Hocus Pocus, Pocus is a good one. Yeah, one Twister. I've seen. I've seen Twister a hundred zillion times, I feel like, too. Greg, what's yours? Uh, there was a time before my children were born uh, and when my evenings were generally spent alone and I had access to a premium movie channel, and that is why I have seen the Will Ferrell, Woody Harrelson, Andre 3000 basketball film, Semi-Pro, mm -hmm. probably more than any wow. other piece of cinema. That is a niche answer, my friend. <laughs> its enduring legacy, at least in my life, is that my ex-wife and I still occasionally use the phrase corndogs, Jackie. Corndogs for all of these people. Wow. Yeah. That is uh, an inside joke. Ooh, I just, it is, well, it, and now, soon to be, I'm sure, Megan's new favorite film based on the corndog quote. I, yeah, I, I always love say. to hear people speak of corndogs. I know, right? <laughs> it's time their greatness was immortalized better on, on film. Uh, what did 
our what did our friends on social media have to say? My what goodness, uh, we had a, a very wide range of answers here. Lori Sage said an affair to remember with Cary Grant. Oh, that's a good movie. Uh, whereas Brad Miller uh, said Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. <laughs> <laughs> Basically the same wow, movie. Wow, opposite ends of the spectrum there. Uh, okay. Karen Sue Uthier said Gone with the Wind. Okay. Katie that's Roberts McBurnett said Practical Magic, uh, and I come Whoa. from a family of witches with brunette and red hair and a curse where we all get divorced at least once. It never, ever fails. <laughs> well, it sounds like that movie was just made to order for that family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dee Morris said It's a Wonderful Life every Christmas. <laughs> uh, Carol Anderson Clabo singing in the rain. Oh, uh, yeah. I have to make a special dispensation for a Christmas story. Because yeah. we do 24 hours of a Christmas story every year at Christmas. Yeah. So. Scrooged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Jesse Sloan, our old uh, our old buddy uh, said probably the Shawshank Redemption. There's a, a man who has had TBS. I love that wow. movie so much. You know what? That <laughs> might that actually be mine yeah. too. Same. It's on it's TV a good one. all the time. I know. So good. Uh, Unfortunately, Joe Dirt might also be. <laughs> I love Joe Dirt. It's so stupid. But Not it's as so good funny. as Shawshank. Thanks, Comedy Central. Uh, yeah, that's why I probably have at least the first half of Office Space memorized. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Lee Burns said Doctor. Zhivago. Hmm. Donnie Carter said Jeremiah Johnson. Hmm. Uh, our buddy Jerry Bennett said probably The Empire Strikes Back <laughs> because it's the best sequel ever made and redefined the cliffhanger. Also, John Williams' best score. That was the first hmm. movie I ever saw. Oh, really? I mean, I was a year old, but it yeah. was the first time I ever went to movie theater was The Empire Strikes Back. I'm pretty sure the first time I ever went to the movie theater was um, Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. Did they find him? <laughs> I think so. Okay, good. He showed up again. All right. Uh, uh, we had uh, Nita Johnson said, probably quickly down under because every time it comes on, quickly. my husband thinks he has to watch it, and I do like Tom quickly Selleck. down under. <laughs> well, uh, okay. We had uh, Ariel said, easily Fellowship of the Rings. Mm. Uh, Carla Nice said, The Godfather and The Sound of Music, which are basically oh, sequels. The Sound yeah. of Music. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, Jason Gumbrell said, uh, Tombstone or Big Jake. Mm. Uh, Andrea Rudy said, at Casablanca uh, and uh, Mary Saunders said Napoleon Dynamite that is huh. uh, yeah it's short it, it is. is short it is yeah uh, not... and then uh, KJ... that scene with the bus and the cow that always makes me laugh uh-huh, the kid that... <laughs> yeah that's really funny <laughs> uh, KJ McCain said pay it forward the true meaning of helping others in the world uh, now let's talk to Miranda Patton and Sarah Thompson with the Dead Center Film Festival we are so happy to be joined today by Sarah Thompson and Miranda Patton from Dead Center Film Festival y'all welcome it is time. It is time for Dead Center. Yay! Tell us a little bit about, we are so excited for this to be back because this is a, you, there's a virtual element, of course, this year, like there has been for the past couple of years, but this is an it fully in person this year, correct? Yes. This is so yes. exciting. So yeah. tell us what we can expect from our first fully in-person Dead Center in quite a while. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I, I don't really know where to begin. Do you know where to go? <laughs> I know, I know. Asking what to expect out of Dead Center is a little bit of a funny question because uh, you yes. never know. But <laughs> well, um, I, I think I can speak a little bit to the films, and Miranda can speak a little bit to the parties. But awesome. in, in both scenarios, I think what you can expect is to be able to enjoy independent film again with other people um, in the same room. And you can uh, expect to be connected to our incoming filmmakers and, and, and just be super excited about the film, 
We're really excited to be back in person uh, to see watch films with other people and also to do what you know Dead Center is known for a good party, a great party. Uh, so we're headed to even more theaters this year and a lot of great themed events and so many parties that you know you you are going to need a couple of days to recover. So I'm, I'm excited for it. That's exciting. So tell us about some of the new the new theaters that that we might be able to watch some Dead Center films in this year. Yeah, so we are going to Yale Theater in Capitol Hill, which we're very excited about. Absolutely gorgeous. If you haven't been there, definitely check it out. Uh, And we're also going to Rodeo uh, Stockyards and Rodeo Film Row. Um, Sarah, I know I'm, I'm missing one. Uh, where and the usual the usual locations obviously of Harkins Theater in Bricktown and Oklahoma City Museum of Art. Um, it's such a that's another thing that I love about Dead Center too is you know especially people who don't uh, necessarily uh, see independent films all year round get to see some some of the 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 film the fil- the cinema locations that we have here in the city that they might not make it to uh, a lot the rest of the year and that's really exciting as well. But they should. they should that's for sure those places are all great yeah it's fun to have programming partners like that and it it was really fun this year at the museum I really worked with Lisa to see which films from our slate that she thought would be a good fit also for their audience that comes to the museum to watch film so that was really fun Um, and then one location you didn't mention is we are going to FAM for one day yeah yeah Mm-hmm. That's really exciting. Brand new First Americans Museum. That will be a really cool what. OK, so what's going on out there? What's so we will be playing a shorts program called Indigenous Indies. These are the indigenous short films that have been pulled. They're also playing in our our just general short program slate, but we pulled them out for a special screening at FAM. We'll also uh, be doing a panel that's centered around the film art installations that are in the main gallery at FAM and focusing a little bit on those indigenous filmmakers that are all local. Um, We will also be playing a feature film called Run Woman Run that we're really excited about and and some other fun things. That's incredible. I can't wait. I know. Um, and another another thing that I really, really love, um, and you mentioned this earlier, is kind of the panels and the chance to not only see these films that you might not other, otherwise have a chance to see, but actually be there and hear from some of the filmmakers. Um, can you kind of talk about about kind of what that experience is like and what you feel like that adds to to the experience of seeing a film? Oh, wow. I think it's one. <laughs> I know. Small question. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, it's so... For the filmmaker, it is incredibly meaningful because they get to experience the audience's reaction to the film. And that's something that they have been desperately wanting for the last two years and has been really hard on those folks. Um, For the audience, you know, I've talked a lot about this in the past, but the coolest thing about festival screenings is that you go into the film like rooting for it, right? Because you're like, you know, you're about to go watch an independent film. You know, you're at the festival. You know, there's filmmakers all around you. So you can't be sitting there saying, I don't know about this. It's not that great. (laughs) You know? And so you're like, you want it to succeed. And so you kind of go into it in a different way than I think you go into most films, most television, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I think being a part of that type of audience is so 
fun because it's like people laugh louder at the jokes. They scream louder at the jump scares if it's horror. Like they're just super into it. And so to go through all of that and then get to listen to like the filmmaker explain like the choices and the inspiration. And then you get to go hang out with this filmmaker and you get to buy him a beer at the party or whatever or her or whoever. Um, It's so fun. And then you can watch them on their career. So when they're accepting their Academy Award, you're like, hey, I bought them a beer. Completely serious. I first heard the name Taika Waititi because of Dead Center. Yeah. Like Uh way before, you know, way before Thor, way before any of that, like, because it was Hunt for the Wilder People showed. Uh Um, And I loved, I loved that film so much. And I just have been a huge fan of his ever since. So you guys are just like, you guys are just right there, like showcasing the work of all these amazing up and coming filmmakers really from all over the, all over the world. Yeah. I got really excited when I realized that the directors for everything, everywhere, all at once, that I actually programmed their short film, interesting ball several years That's ago. Awesome. <laughs> and it's like, that was like my favorite short. And it's like, man, we got to like work with those artists before they made this just like massively successful and awesome film. So absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I want to, I want to have you talk a little bit too about um, the importance of volunteers mm-hmm. um, to the festival, especially um, I met, I know that there's kind of a volunteer recruitment thing going on right up until the last minute. So it's possible that as people are listening to this, you still need some volunteers to sign up. So can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. Like volunteers would be lovely. Dead Center runs because <laughs> of volunteers. Uh, we're a small team of four. And so everything we do is because of people that love us so much that they want to be a part of the journey of filmmakers and, and the love of film. But yeah, we could we could use some more volunteers, of course. Uh, we've got great volunteer perks that will feed you, give you clothes, you know, like a loving really family. We'll take like- care of you. I think it's the most fun volunteer gig in Oklahoma City all year long. Oh, seriously. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a blast. It's a total like it's like community, like you do something good for your community, but also have a like a legit ton of fun. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, so much fun. Like you get to go to all the parties and the events and talk to filmmakers before everyone else. So it's a lot of behind the scenes access too. Totally. Can you say a little bit about how people can sign up if that's something they're interested in? Yeah, so you can go to our social media link. There's a link there because I know everyone's social media savvy, but it's also on our website. Um, or you could just give us a call and we'll walk you through it. You know, all the good things. Excellent. Awesome. I got to say, one of the things that I that that I have always loved about Dead Center is that you all provide it's a film festival for every level of film lover. If you just like to show up and watch shorts or you only want to see the features, you can do that. But, but because it is so expansive, because there's so much to do, literally it, it, I feel like every year people who are going are kind of getting more nerdy about it in, in that really <laughs> great way. And, and really the volunteer um, is kind of like chief, film nerd for for dead center because it's like i love this so much that i want to be there for all of it i want to be there for putting it up and breaking it down and meeting everybody and and having been to uh some of the the parties and some of the meet and greets and things like that the 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 energy is so apparent you just feel everyone is is so excited to be there and be a part of it and that's from the filmmakers to the audiences that I, I for me anyway not having been to just a ton of film festivals but that seems so special to me and, and especially here in Oklahoma it just is what has made this so enduring I think 
I, I agree. And a lot of our volunteers from last year are now working with us year round because they love it so much. And, and Andrew, our, office, our operations manager, started off as a volunteer. So it's yeah, the love is real. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, Sarah, you were talking about, you know, getting to experience, uh, you know, the, that feeling of anticipation with the film, especially with the filmmaker potentially being there in the room. And I, it, I was thinking about um, something else that I really love about Dead Center is it is the rare chance to see a film that you haven't already seen all of in the previews. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Like as we're recording this, listeners, Doctor Strange is coming out on like Thursday or Friday of this week. And mm -hmm. I feel like I've already seen it. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, totally. oh, there's something so legitimately sad. enjoyable about going into a movie and be like, I have legitimately no idea who's in it, what it's about, what the story mm -hmm. is going to be and what's going to happen. And like being able to like have that with no expectations whatsoever and just follow the narrative wherever it takes you is a really interesting and cool thing that it's, I feel like it's rare. In this day and age. Yeah, it really is rare anymore. I feel like if there's a movie I want to see, I feel like I've seen half of it by the time I actually make it inside yeah. the theater. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think that's what's really special about independent film, too, is like it really is like not going to fit into that perfect little package box that the studio has made for you. So you might watch a trailer. You still doesn't mean you're probably going to figure out what's going on. <laughs> And that's the thing, especially true with the short films. Those are the ones that really will take you to places you did not see coming at all. Mm -hmm. um, so, I, yeah. And just, I also wanted to say something about y'all were talking about the volunteers and, and the movie nerds. Uh, to me, Dead Center, I started off as a volunteer too. And to me, Dead Center is movie nerd summer camp. Like that, hundred and ten. Such a good way to describe that. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally, absolutely. <laughs> Movie camp. I love it. Um, and it, but in addition to, I mean, there really are films here that are going to come from all over the world. But there's also a focus that I love on Oklahoma filmmakers. Mm -hmm. um, so can you talk a little bit about that and how 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 that kind of happens every year? Well, you know, Dead Center really started as a, a festival run by filmmakers. So there was always this really big emphasis on making sure you were treating filmmakers in a very respectful way and really championing them, championing them. You know what I'm saying? And there were, <laughs> <laughs> my computer's not dinging anymore. I did figure Working out. For them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, being part, you know, being a resource and being a supportive um you know, organization for Oklahoma filmmakers is really very important to us. And so, you know, even like getting like our Academy qualifying status and all of that, like what to me is most exciting is that now we are that festival for our Oklahoma filmmakers. And it's like, we all kind of rise together. Right. And so we have two Oki shorts programs this year. We have an Oki episodic program this year, which we've never had before. We have, um, three films directed feature films directed by Oklahoma directors. Uh, we have several indigenous Oklahoma films this year. Um, and then we have a couple of films that aren't necessarily weren't made by Oklahomans, but are super Oki centric, like uh, Oklahoma Breakdown, which is about Mike Hosty. And we also have, you know, opening night, our film is Mama Bears, which uh, one of our main subjects in that is a very well beloved Oklahoma figure, Sarah Cunningham. So, you know, we love Oklahoma. I love Oklahoma. Um, and one of my favorite things is delivering this up to our audiences and in any way we can support Oklahoma filmmakers. 
we're all about. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I want to talk about passes and stuff and how people can, you know, kind of logistics of how people can come in a little bit. But first, I'd like to I want to make sure that listeners know that there is that there are always free screenings as part of Dead Center as well. Um, And can you talk a little bit about those? So our free screenings are outdoor screenings are obviously always free. Um, and we have some really cool ones. We're having our, our Saturday night screening is going to be in Wheeler district this year. And we're showing a film called getting it back. The story of Samande, which is about a really cool, uh, Caribbean band that influenced hip hop. You're definitely going to want to bring a cooler, come out for that. We're going to open that up with our music videos too. So come out a little bit early. You can watch music videos. And that's kind of a newish thing, right? The music videos. In the last, I would say, I think we started in 2018, probably okay. 2019. Okay. Sorry, continue. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. And then uh, Miranda really like is killing it this year. One thing she hooked up for us is to do a family frolic on Friday night at our festival. And so we'll have um, free programming that night as well. We're going to show Seeds of Greenwood, which is the newest Thunder film, oh, and wow. also do our family fest out there. And then Miranda, tell them about. Tell yeah. Them. Okay, 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 okay. No, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure everyone's familiar with Scissor Tell's Night Market. So mm-hmm. we will be doing our screening during their night market. So that way you have tons of food, vendors to oh. choose from, a real family mm-hmm. environment. Um, but you can still go across the street at, to social capital and get what your, your, your bar party life, uh, style if you'd like, <laughs> but, um, so there, there are options. And then that's one of the greatest things about this year is that we are providing options for everyone. Um, cause we're all about making it accessible as much as possible. That. I love that. The, 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 the historically the myriad garden screening, the outdoor one has been my favorite night of the festival. Like it's always like we get a. We get a bottle of wine, we get a cooler full of snacks. I, I, I bring my mom every year and we just have a ball. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's great. Well, then we'll see you then. Yes. I'm <laughs> excited about that. Um, and I love that the the free, and you talked about it again this year, it's, it's another music documentary and they've kind of been that for a while. And I love that aspect of it. So can you talk a little bit about like how you're like, uh, kind of how that came about? Because that feels like it's kind of an organic thing. I mean, that, I'm not sure. I mean, they started that several years ago. I, it's like, if I go down the list of some great ones, I mean, uh, 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 um, the Kings of Leon documentary was in there and summer of soul, which just won an, amazing, amazing, amazing film. Um, I, I can't even count the number of incredible music documentaries and I'm, I'm just a sucker for a music documentary anyway. So they're so, it's so much fun. I remember Awesome City Limits one year. That was one of my favorites. So, so. good. Yeah. So good. Uh, Those are always awesome. We also, I just want to mention, we do also have a free Oklahoma Community Showcase that will be Saturday during the festival. Um, some films that we w- thought were important just to Oklahomans in general. Um, we'll also have another screening of Family Fest in the theater at Harkins that will be free. Um, and I'm sure some other stuff I can't think of. <laughs> <laughs> That's really exciting. Can you talk a little bit about some of the parties and what they are as well? Yeah. So we'll have an Oklahoma filmmaker party uh, at Big Friendly, and that will be Saturday night before our outdoor screening. And that one definitely centers around celebrating Mickey Reese. So he'll have his own beard and it'll be great and fantastic. Um, our opening night party or traditional 
um, hey, everyone, get to know everyone. Uh, it will be at the joinery and then we'll be showing films at uh, Harkins. And to get back and forth, we have <laughs> we have bicycle bars. So that way you can keep drinking in between and get there. Uh, so that is that is very, very cool. Uh, that's all sponsored by Absolute Vodka. So we're excited to see what they'll come up with for you to enjoy while you're bicycling. But yeah, you know, it's just a lot of creativity and, and, and um, great things. And then we'll close out the festival at Kindred Spirits, which is a favorite place of mine off of 23rd. And uh, do some really great programming there and you know, shine light to that side of town as well. That's awesome. Those, those parties, <laughs> listeners, man, if you've never been to a dead snow party, you got to go. It's so fun. They're so fun. They're yeah, so absolutely. Fun. Um, you know, I've been going to this festival. I don't know. I can't. I couldn't even tell you the first time I went. It's been forever now. And I there's so many just unbelievably memorable moments. Um, my one of the ones that I really stands out in my mind is the uh, X-Men reunion. Uh, the year that James <laughs> Marsden right. and Sam yeah. Jansen both won an award. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so we got to have Cyclops and Jean Grey reunited on the stage of the Myriad Gardens, which was just very yeah, cool. for, for comic book nerds like myself. Um, can you guys talk about some of your favorite moments throughout the years? Oh, my God. Man. Um, I guess my favorite was the Prairie Surf. Um, you know, I've always been on the back end of things so being able to wander through that building um by myself was pretty great uh, i know that's not a collective thing but yeah that that's been my favorite memory moment right now um walking into places i probably shouldn't have been but also <laughs> like oh that's really cool <laughs> yeah for listeners who don't know prairie surf studios is what used to be the myriad convention center the cox convention center and is now a giant filmmaking facility in yeah, Oklahoma absolutely. City. It's very exciting. We can't wait to see what comes out of there. I think it's going to be really neat. What about you, Sarah? Oh, man, there's so many. <laughs> My favorite moment every year is the first time I see the bumper on the big screen. Mm, oh, I love okay. the bumpers. They're yeah. so fun. That's all. And then, um, you we know, we actually have my husband and I, when we go, we have a game like by the end of the festival, we count how many of the films in the bumper we've seen. That's, oh, that's like, good. We totally keep a tally throughout the whole festival, like of how many of the bumper films. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, yeah. And Kevin Ely does those there every year. It's such a treat. Um, you know, when I was doing shorts, when I was a short programmer, I used to just love to sit in the audience, like introduce a film and then just sit in the audience and watch it with the crowd. Those, those were always really special moments uh, and then the outdoor films too i agree with you those are so fun last year my favorite moment was watching we are the thousand at in wheeler district by the ferrisville it was just so fun people really liked it that's awesome yeah that's awesome i have to say too like i feel like in the few days that the dead center the film that the festival goes on i feel like you experience legitimately the entire range of human emotion <laughs> like I've had films that have moved me so much that I've had to like be helped out of the theater. I'm not kidding. Like the Maya Angelou documentary slate. Uh, like I literally was crying so hard. I couldn't walk under my own power when it was over. Mm-hmm. Um, and there've been several moments like that. And there've been some of the legit funniest films I've ever seen in my entire life. Dead center films. Mm-hmm. Um, and just films that you walk away, you know, the, the, that rare movie that you walk away and you go, Oh my gosh, that was just beautiful. It was just absolutely a gorgeous film, whatever it was and whatever it was about. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's really a focus on quality too. And I just think that's, that's awesome. Like it's such great, great, great films. And the fact that there are Oscar winners in the slate, I mean, I think feel like just says it all. Yeah. And, and for, 
for any audience member who wants to like break out of what they normally are seeing, like dead center is the place. I like a documentary just fine, but I'm not like seeking out a lot of sports documentaries and I could not speak more highly of a documentary I saw at dead center about the, about who invented the jump shot. Like, uh, I mean, <laughs> stuff like that, that, yeah. or, uh, that one about oh, the man. Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Oh my yes. gosh. That blew uh, my mind. The, yeah. Um, yeah. There was, uh, I saw city of gold, uh, which oh, has God. a guy who, who is a restaurant writer, um, it changed my life really watching that mm-hmm. and seeing yeah. what Jonathan gold did. Uh, um, uh, and then, oh, I mean, I, I'm, I am absolutely positive. I've told you guys about this before, but maybe the funniest thing I've ever seen was a short called Seth that you guys <laughs> ran a few years ago. And it is so like, I, I don't recommend it to everyone <laughs> because this is very much for adults. Don't watch it at work. No, yeah. no, no, folks, do not download this. You're at work right now. Work, do not watch that one. I, I, I died. I, and it is, it's, it's now like a, a litmus test. I show it to people, and if they don't think it's funny, I'm like, we'll be acquaintances. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yes. And I, I, I kind of said this already, but I feel like, you know, walking around Densitor now, I'm super aware of like these are the future. This is the like some of these people that I'm here with are like the future filmmakers of note. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm thinking about, you know, Taika Watiti was one um, even on the like Oki level, Mark Potts, who's now a Pulitzer winner with the L.A. Times. I mean, like you just have all these amazing people. How do you how do you and I should we should point out, too, that Dead Center is not just a film festival. It's an entire organization that does a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you spend the time in between building these relationships with people and finding these films? Ooh, Sarah? <laughs> Another Sarah, small Sarah question incredible. with a quick answer. Yeah. Yeah. No, Sarah's incredible at doing this. I have the privilege of scooting my desk closer and closer to her so that I can just like watch films over her shoulder. I'm like, wait, what? You know, so uh, that's all Sarah. I have to praise her on that. And some incredible programmers as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have amazing programmers. I mean, um, I think it's all just about, you know, being a film programmer is really just about loving film. And when you tell, you know, it turns out funny that when you tell someone how awesome their film is and how great they are, they want to talk to you and hang out with you. <laughs> you know, like, so, it, so it works out pretty well, you know? Um, and when I became shorts programmer, it really was kind of about, okay, now we're going to, we're going to start kind of trying to expand and we're going to go to South by and let's really invite some of these films that we're loving in and let's start these relationships. And, and that's just really expanded. And, and we have an amazing programming team. Like I actually had another interview this morning and I, and I told that person that I feel like Nick Fury really, because at the uh, end of the day, like I'm the least badass of the crew, but I brought them all together. So, <laughs> <laughs> I like that analogy. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so- I, I'm going to warn you, Samuel L. Jackson, huge listener of the podcast. Yeah, I feel like this guy is going to be going to get a letter from Sam. I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> waiting. I'm waiting right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had his moment. He has his moments, and I have my moments too. Um, <laughs> you know what? It's about being a facilitator, right? Like, right, yeah, exactly. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, that's the theory superpower. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, uh, and I should say too, I, I don't know if this is true. I know that at one time there were also volunteer, because I did it for several years, volunteer screeners as well. Is that, mm-hmm. you guys still do that? 
We do. And I would okay. love anyone who wants to do that to email me in August. Yes. <laughs> Sarah, that's Not today. Yeah. And really, and, and there, the screening committee watches films from like September to this year, it was March. Um, and they really are the first set of eyes. It's like about 60 people this year, I think that made up that group. Um, because this year we had 2000 submissions, which was absolutely groundbreaking for us. Last, just to put it in context, last year was down, obviously, because of COVID, but we only had 750. So that's, I mean, we almost tripled our submissions. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so many films. I know. <laughs> so many films. Yeah. So everyone, uh, please, this is my public service announcement. If you see a programmer at the film festival when you're there. If you meet someone that happened to be on the screening committee, buy them a beer. Yes. <laughs> Please. Tell them how much you like the I film. I don't care if it's nine in the morning. Find and buy them a beer. Oh, yeah. Right. Tell them yeah. to finish the beer they have in their hand <laughs> and then you buy them another one. Yeah. At I will 9 say, and That's seriously, cool. listeners, if you're thinking, if you're thinking, if you're kind of like, oh, that sounds like kind of fun. I did it. It was fun. It's a lot. Like, it's great. Like, you really get to like occasionally you'll have the occasional turd that'll wash up, you know, like, you know, it's all right. And even those are kind of fun because you get to like make snarky comments about them because <laughs> your job is to review, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I feel like we have hyped this so far up. I just can't <laughs> hype it enough. I, it really is like my favorite weekend of the year in Oklahoma city. It's such a great event. Um, but I want to talk beyond the weekend a little bit because we're kind of we're coming to the end of our time. And I, I would like you guys to talk a little bit about some of what Dead Center is up to the entire rest of the year, because it really is a year round uh, organization and you guys do a lot. Yeah, um, we have a really great education program uh, that we partner with um, FEIO. Ooh, I got it right. I always mix it up and I I'm always <laughs> feel bad and Trevor corrects me. Anyways, <laughs> FEIO has an incredible educational program in green pastures as well. And so we do a lot of partnership to support those um, organizations within our community. Uh, and then outside of that, Sarah's got some really great programming in our continuum. Uh, that's great and addicting. So I'll let her talk about that. Yeah, we're just really trying to amp that up. And every year it gets a little bit stronger. Um, but to just be able to provide year-round opportunities for people that love independent film. So um, this spring, or it started in January, we started the Women and Non-Binary Programmers Series, which is basically me inviting a guest to come and program a film. And we show it those at 21C. Um, it's free. And then we just have a fun little conversation about it. Um, the last one was with Representative Maury Turner, and we watched a short called Framing Agnes. You can see the feature in this year's festival. Um, and then for May, where I'm going to be, um, my guest programmer is Lisa Broad, the film programmer at the Oklahoma City Museum of Art. And we're going to be watching 35 Shots of Rum. You can come see oh. that. May 27th at 7.30 p.m. at 21 C. I started mm -hmm. with that movie when I was in college and it didn't go great. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. Uh, yeah, it's it's like, oh, no. uh, but, you know, the big event is the big event is Dead Center. So uh, can you talk a little bit about passes and, and, and tickets and how people how people can plan to attend this amazing thing that we have hyped up for them? 
Yeah, we've switched up the way we do the passes. So now they're tiered. Um, uh, we have a dead DC festival pass, which is what everyone's used to at the all access pass. It's now DC festival. And then we have a heightened one that allows you to RSVP uh, for film screenings before everyone else. And also you have like a Disney fast pass lane, I guess, essentially it's called the bison. And then if you're feeling really great, there's a scissor tell and that just gets you into everything everywhere all the time. Um, not to quote my favorite movies. Anyways, <laughs> but you yeah. everything everywhere all at once. That, yeah, yeah, all at once. There you go. Except um, it doesn't get you into that movie. You have to buy a ticket for that. Yeah, movie. you have to buy a ticket. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's worth it. You know, support local theaters. Uh, yeah, and then outside of that, we have our traditional tickets that you can get for films. So if you're like, oh, but I only want to see one, then I don't know why you'd want to do that because there's tons to see. But if you only want to see one or two, you can buy tickets to those. And then after that, we have our big Saturday party. You can buy a ticket to that. If you just want to get a little taste of Dead Center parties, then you can buy a ticket just to come to the party. So fun. So much fun. Um, We cannot wait. We are so excited about this. We're so excited to have a fully in-person DCFF again. Uh, here in the heart of Oklahoma City. We cannot wait. Thank you all so much for being on the podcast today. And uh, please... uh, Check out deadcenterfilm.org. That is a great place to see all of the schedules for what's coming up, to buy your tickets, uh, all those different mm-hmm. tiers, and uh, and a great way. I mean, that's that's where you can be connected with all the other stuff they do year round. So absolutely, absolutely, Sarah and Miranda, thank you so much for joining us on. Thank the you guys. It's great. Thank you so much. Y'all have a great day. Have a good one. That's going to be really fun. I'm really looking forward. I look forward to that every year. I love Dead Center, and I'm so happy it's back in person. It's such a blast. Yeah. Good weekend. Everybody get a pass. And the virtual portion of the film festival, I don't know if they're doing that this year. Or not virtual. You know, like virtual The technology portion. Yeah, we didn't get a chance to talk about that, so we'll have to go and check it out and see. That was my favorite part Mm -hmm. when I last visited. Lots of fun. They do a lot of really cool stuff. Speaking of a lot of really cool stuff, I think there's a lot of really cool stuff going on around the state this weekend. Speaking of someone who's been working on his segs, great job, Nate. <laughs> I uh, went to a Segway workshop. <laughs> <laughs> it was held on the Segway tour. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It is time to now once again plumb the depths of TravelOK.com's calendars for our weekly pod vents. And first up this week is Ben. Diamonds might be forever, but Salazar's Diamond Days Festival only lasts two days a year. Uh, That means if you like it, you should probably go ahead and put a ring on it by coming out to enjoy the deluge of entertainment options, including, uh, get a hold of this, hot air balloon rides, a talent show, a cruise night and car show, a cornhole tournament, bouncy houses for the kids, garage sales around the city, and a treasure hunt presented by the the Sequoia Sun-Times. I can promise you this, there's no city in the state that can out-party Salisaw. Some might come close, but no one's beating them. There's a reason why they spell Diamond Days D-A-Z-E, and that reason is the festival's epic barbecue cook-off that leaves all attendees in an applewood haze. (laughs) First place gets $200 and Top Hog bragging rights. And by now, I have mentioned so many happenings at this festival that you probably think I'm through, but you're wrong. Because I haven't said anything about the music yet. Salasaw's own country rock unit, Crossroads, headlines the fest's musical component. Uh, That also includes the punk quartet, The Black Diamonds, uh, appropriately at the uh, Diamond Days Festival. (laughs) 
Uh, I know it's cliche to say an event has something for everyone, but I honestly defy anyone who thinks that they can go to this event and not find at least one thing they'll love. For more information, call 918-775-2558 or visit salasawchamber.com. That sounds like fun. Diamond days. <laughs> All right. Uh, Nate, what's your event this week? Oh, let us take a moment in praise of the humble strawberry, that <laughs> smallest piece of our state meal, that little red kiss of a fruit, so perfectly paired with everything from champagne to pancakes and strikingly delicious and refreshing all on its own. May I suggest you kick off your summer festival season not with a trip to Coachella, but by heading northeast to Stillwell, home of Oklahoma's legendary Strawberry Festival. This Saturday, May 14th, the town of Stillwell hosts what is essentially the Strawberry Grammys, Strawberry Sundance, Strawberry Coachella, and Strawberry Country Music Awards all in one with a ridiculously fun and wide-ranging festival that welcomes more than 30,000 guests each year. In addition to free strawberries, strawberry ice cream, and of course, strawberry shortcake, the dessert, not the 80s toy line and cartoon. Although she might be there, I don't know. Uh, there will be a whole excellent midway with family-friendly fun like games, rides, vendor booths, live country and gospel music, and of course, tiny red berries that are oh so good. Be sure to stick around Friday and Saturday nights for the Strawberry Festival Rodeo, and if all that sweet goodness has your waistline bulging a little bit, throw in some shoes and run in the 5K. For more information, visit strawberrycapital.com. That is legit their website, strawberrycapital.com. I love it. Or call 918-797-5097. I'm never upset to have more strawberries in my life. They're so delicious. I was at the OKC Farmer's Market this weekend and just like picked up a little thing of them just to like eat while I was walking around. I was like, this is my snack. I want these. That's great. It was awesome. Yeah, they're so good. What a good, what a good berry. (laughs) Question of the week. What's your favorite berry? What's your favorite berry next week? (laughs) uh, (laughs) Megan, what's your event this week? Small mouths are undervalued in this world overrun by big mouths, both literal and figurative. For too long, we've celebrated the luscious lips of famous celebrities like Julia Roberts and Steven Tyler. Women, mostly, spend billions of dollars a year on fillers like Juvederm in an effort to keep their mouths looking forever young. People that most of us wish would stop talking seem to instead be rewarded with TV contracts and fame for spewing drivel from their big mouths. Well, on May 13th and 14th, Big Mouths are taking a backseat in Tahlequah at the Small Mouth Rendezvous and Fly Tying Extravaganza here at one of the state's largest annual fly fishing shows hosted at the First Baptist Church. Visitors will learn all sorts of tips about catching smallmouth bass and other local species. For more information, call 918-931-0940. Gotta love those smallmouth bass. Bass that just keep their opinions to themselves. <laughs> and just fish in general. Yeah, they don't just, talk. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there, there was, though, a uh, Billy Big Mouth bass, and I remember <laughs> oh, yeah. quite a large yeah. mouth and, and a big talker. And he had yeah. some very controversial political opinions. Carly, what's your event? <laughs> <laughs> On season five of RuPaul's Drag Race, Alyssa Edwards portrayed Katy Perry so badly in the Snatch Game that she was forced by RuPaul himself to issue an apology to the <gasps> singer. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> it's one of my favorite drag Grace facts. Um, though Edwards ultimately went on to become a lovely fifth alternate of season five and the fourth runner-up in All Stars 2, she proved that she is one of the fiercest drag queens in the country and a whole lot of fun to watch. Just Google Alyssa Edwards back rolls for further proof. If you're tired of the buffoonery, riggery, and 
against straight-up tomfoolery offered by other performers, Get Yourself to Kane's Ballroom presents Alyssa Edwards on May 11th. Her Life, Love, and Lashes Memoirs of a Queen show has everything great about Dragon than some. Massive wigs, gallons of glitter, hilarious stories that will touch your heart and rattle your brain, and lip-syncing so good you'll learn the true meaning of slay. Tickets are $35 to $75, so visit canesballroom.com to buy some. I once had to issue an apology to Katy Perry, but that was about something else. <laughs> I mean, who hasn't? I mean, I, I'm actually not sorry. <laughs> you had, I never you, In fairness, you'd had a lot of chili, and that was a crowded elevator. <laughs> Greg, what you got for us? <laughs> uh, as a parent, I often find that my radar goes up whenever we're listening to music. Not because it's offensive or anything, but because my kids are susceptible to very bad advice. Usually the bad advice I give them. Like in the seminal 1964 classic Dancing in the Streets by Martha and the Vandellas. Kids, unless it's specifically allowed by a city or township, no, you should not dance in the streets. It's a safety issue. But... If you insist, at least do it in Hominy on May 14th during Small Town Saturday night, <laughs> when Main Street will be closed for food trucks, craft booths, and yes, dancing to the tunes of the Brad Duval Band and its repertoire of country and classic rock songs. Head to downtown Hominy from 6 to 10 p.m. for dining, dancing, and howling at the moon. Call 918-885-2101 for more information. Or the version of that song by David Bowie and Mick Jagger. Which yes. Is just so cringingly delightful. <laughs> I Y K Y K. That was what I thought of. Yeah, yeah same. No. Yeah, if I you know, feel you like know. they were just <clears throat> maybe on drugs and decided like, to make let's a music make video a, like let's right make then. Make a video right yeah. now. It, like, it, yeah. So the the backstory behind that video, mm-hmm. it's very. This is all part of the research I did for this event. Uh, <laughs> is that it was initially supposed to be uh, done simultaneously via satellite with David Bowie in London oh. and and uh, uh, sorry with uh, David Bowie in Philadelphia and Mick Jagger in London. Weird. And they couldn't get the technology stuff worked out, and so they decided to just make a music video. Wait, was that during Live Aid? I don't know. Oh, huh. Weird. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for that enlightening little bit of, of, of uh-huh, light yeah. that you cast I on always, one of our favorite, uh, least favorite 80s videos. That's yeah, so bizarre. something about it always, you know, it felt very thrown together. It, it was. <laughs> it did. Yeah, it did. It was. Yeah. Well, the sound of uh, my kids refusing to watch UHF means the Oklahoma <laughs> Today podcast is coming to a close. Join us again next week, or if you just can't get enough, head to oklahomatoday.com and pick up our latest issue on newsstands right now. Send your feedback to OKTPod at TravelOK.com, and we'll talk to you again next Next week, the Oklahoma Today podcast is a production of Oklahoma Today magazine and the Oklahoma Tourism and Recreation Department. Your hosts are Oklahoma Today editors Nathan Gunner, Greg Elwell, Carly Ibarra, Megan Rossman, and Ben Lucian. Theme song editing and production held by Oklahoma Today's production manager, Bridget Sloan. For more information, visit OklahomaToday.com. Goodbye.